Welcome to the ETOP Podcast with your host, Richard Walsh. I'm a 30-year business-owning veteran, creator of the ETOP Academy, and best-selling author of Escape the Owner Prison, the contract's new way to scale, regain control, and fast-track growth while loving life. My mission to help 10,000 business owners create the freedom in their lives to do what they want, when they want, and still be massively successful. Now, let's hit our topic for the day. All right, ETOP Podcast with my guest today, Aaron Glazer. Aaron is the Chief Marketing Officer for Executive Media Solutions. What they do in a nutshell is they do end-to-end marketing solutions for companies looking to drive their brand success, right? So that's always a struggle for a lot of companies. I can tell you personally, not, I, I, yeah, we all struggle with marketing, unless you're an expert. And that's why I bring people like Aaron on to give us some real expertise. So Aaron, without any further ado, come on board. How are you doing today, bud? I'm doing fabulous, Richard. Thank you so much for having me on the show. It's awesome to get to speak with you. Yeah, I love having you on, man. I can't wait to get into this topic because this is a biggie. Marketing is a huge thing. It's a, it's a big um, economic driver for our companies, let's True. say, us as business owners. So uh, what I always do in the beginning is just give people a chance to get us up to speed on them, your little bit of your background, your story, that kind of stuff, so we can kind of understand where you're coming from, and then let's tear into it. That's true. That sounds great. Um, it's by the way, I, I happen to think that this is a great topic, not just because you know it's what I do professionally, but also because it's so uh, important to so many businesses' success. And I think people, in a certain sense, have marketing um, all wrong. They have a perception of what they think marketing is. Um, and today, I'd like to kind of clarify what that means in order to create some clarity and some sense of uh, you know what's going on and how to how to make the most of that. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm excited to have this, uh, have this chat with you. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah. I, I, I'm right with you because I need clarity. Okay. Yeah, so no problem. I'm going to be listening <laughs> just as much as everybody else. All right. So let's go. Let's do it. Okay, so I'm the I'm the chief marketing officer for Executive Media Solutions. We're an end-to-end marketing and branding strategy solutions uh, partner. We we work with all kinds of global brands and companies to really help them drive their brands success. Um, the way and the way that we help companies do that is by creating vision. Uh, vision that's personalized to the unique, uh, you know, to the unique, the unique qualities and selling points to the businesses that we work with. And then we put it out, you know, we roll it out for them in order to help them grow their business, right? What's interesting about us is that for a marketing company, our, our, our services that we sell, I don't sell marketing services, right? And when, whenever I get on a call with someone and they say, well, tell me, you know, tell me about what you sell, you know, let's hear about your, your plans. I always tell them, I say, you know, I'm not here to sell you marketing services. If you need marketing services, if you need someone to help you write, you know, your Facebook post or to run your, you know, your PPC ads. So then you're talking to the wrong person. What we do is we help companies uh, grow their revenue. We help companies increase their brand prominence. We help companies really make an impact within their, their industry, focusing on revenue growth and focusing on opportunities that exist. Now, we do that through marketing and branding solutions. 
but our our approach is really more of a holistic um, aspect about um, about understanding who the business is and helping them create opportunities to grow their business, drive revenue, and really establish themselves in the global market. Um, yeah, that's. Let, let me just ask a question here, real quick. So, I mean, I like the whole premise, okay? Because to me, that's it's. It, it gives me because I've done I've dealt with a lot of different marketers and things like that too in the past, and it gives me a little more uh, sense of confidence in what you're talking about because there is a much bigger picture, um, and there's I know there's a bigger, better approach than just like plugging in ads. You know, and it and it's it is actually difficult, and I don't know if you will agree with this, but it's actually difficult to find people who understand that approach. You know, no, and their company true. is based around it. No, it's true. Look, look, marketing. Mo most people look at marketing departments or marketing um, um, agencies as an independent solution. You do what you do, and bring us quality leads and you know help us make sales, and the rest of the company will do what what they you know what they do. And honestly, that approach is not correct because. The success of a good marketing strategy uh, is the implementation and synchronization to the other components of the business that make it turn, right? Marketing has to work in line with sales. It's got to work in line, you know, with their customer reps. It's got to work in line with their administration and their overall messaging. It's got to be part of a multifaceted um, aspect of each and every business because marketing should not be independent, right? And when it's not independent and it matches the, the values and the process of how the rest of the business is working, that's when you're going to see success, right? When it matches your messaging and it integrates with your sales team in a successful way, that's when you're going to see success, right? If you are not integrating with the rest of your business and you are just doing what you do independent of everyone else, you're just another person who's running ads, who's you know putting out some Facebook posts, social media content, et cetera. Um, but the quality of your work will never amount to the level that that business needs. It's not, it's not enough to work independently for someone just to be able to, you know, run an ad with no clear understanding about how the rest of their business is running, right? A successful marketing vision is understanding what the business is about, how they talk, how they interact with their customers, what, what does their brand mean and represent? And then how do you create, uh, how do you create content and interest for the um, audiences in order to help themselves see them as part of the of of your brand. In other words, a good a good brand knows how to let their customers and consumers feel feel like they're part of of your process, of your brand, of your product, right? They can see, they can literally see themselves in it. Um, and, you know, and the way that you really need to get to the bottom of that is by, you know, is by being able to integrate and understand the inner workings of how that brand, of what that brand is all about in order to maximize your impact. Well, that's really good, Aaron, because here's here's a really thing I just took from this and what we teach a lot too in my ETOP Academy and everything else is, is what you're going to find out by that, by your process, and I'm sure you've run into this, you're going to find out there's, I mean, you might be, get connected with businesses that don't really have all those answers. 
They really don't have a quality mission statement, right? They don't have the purpose. They don't have the team that's really cohesive on their, you right. know, working for them, the sales and the marketing, the admin and everything else. And that's got to, does that pose problems? Does that, I mean, I'm sure there's probably times you say, not well, for me. Not, I'll tell you why. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you why, because that's my job. My job is to help these businesses define and refine their messaging. It's my job to help them talk it out loud. It's my job to help them find the clarity of what they're looking to achieve and how they want to achieve it, right? Because often what happens is you have these really passionate founders and really passionate leaders of, of businesses who understand it in their head, right? They get it. They can do it on their own. They know it, right? But they're not necessarily good at articulating it to the people who need it right? Either because I'm on your team and, you know, I need to represent it. So I get what you do. I get how we do it. But like, you know, but there's often there's some there's something missing, right? And if things are if things are vague, you know, with how you promote your business, right? Only then you should just think about how much more vague they're going to be on the side of the consumer and the customer, right? So with, you know, the there's for me, right, to be able to go into a company, and I meet with a lot of heads of companies, you know, in a lot of leading industries, and we, you know, and like, I kind of, uh, you know, someone, someone once branded me the, uh, the branding psychologist, right? I don't, I don't talk about that out loud, because I think it's a little weird. But the, the appreciation was, was fair, is that because we help get companies talk about their brand, and talk about what they want to do about it, because the more we can articulate it and communicate it out loud, the clearer it becomes on the insides, you know, for the for the 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 internal team, the clearer it'll become for your public and for your your target audiences, right? And so, um, and so, it's you should you should also know that it's not uncommon, right? Very, it's um, there are a lot of people out there who struggle with this and that's fine, right? And they're doing okay and that's fine. But if you really want to find clarity, you have to take the time to really talk through what your brand means over and over until it's so crystal clear in your head that the only possible solution is to say, yes, of course, I want to be part of that brand. Yes, of course, that's a culture I want to be working with. Yes, of course, that's a product and a service that I want to buy and be proud to represent as, as, a, as a consumer. And so for me, like it's totally, you know, it was totally fine. Yeah. So would that also, and I'm sure it does, but I just going to get a confirmation here, is really understanding their their ideal avatar, right? Their customer avatar, who their customer really is. It's got to be a very major part of that too, right? Oh, it's a total major part. You can't do that. You can't begin working unless you understand so clearly who their audience is. And their audience can change, right? You could be flexible with who your audience becomes, right? But you have to understand who you're talking to, right? You have to understand what their needs are and what solution you're providing for them. Right. And that's and that's a and that's a crazy important component of of building, you know, building a, an important, you know, an important strategy and important implementation of for for business and and growth. Yeah, 100 percent. That clarity is super important. Yeah, we teach that a lot. I really it's a, it's a very involved process when you really dig down and identify that ideal customer. You know, I mean, really, really involved. It can be pages and pages of stuff, you know, to, to really get that that deep understanding, because I think 
as, as you're talking about too, that just helps you solidify your brand, right? And who you're going after and what that brand needs to do, right? To, to, to connect with those people. Like you're saying, I love that. Right. It's really, it's important that people understand that because there's kind of, there's, there's kind of a disconnect, even on bigger levels, there can be still brand disconnect with their, with their customers. And it doesn't mean you have to have, you know, three and a half million customers and you could have 5,000 customers and be killing it, you know, because you connect so well with them and they constantly spend money with you and purchase your products, et cetera. Yeah. Look, that's a hundred percent. You know, um, you used a very important word there. You said to connect with, right. And, what a lot of businesses do, especially at the beginning, right? And I understand why, because they're under a lot of pressure to sell quickly, you know, in order to make an establishment. But what a lot of companies do is they tend to just, you know, step up on the, you know, at a, on top of the rafters, on top of the mountains, and they just shout. They shout about their brand, you know, and try to get as many people to hear about it as possible. Um, you know, and ultimately what you're doing is you're just making noise, Right. And so if you really want to impact sales, you really have to be able to know who you're selling to and what do they want and why are they going to buy from you as opposed to someone else? You know, and all those things are important. Right. You need you know, they need to understand your process and your value. They need to understand how they could buy from you. They need to understand why they want to get it from you and not someone else. And that's and these are all parts of your brand. Right. And these are all parts of your messaging. Right. In order to be able to, you know, uncover that clarity for people in order to be able to say, no, 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 this is something that I want to be a part of. Right. And also for a business, right, for your business on a scalability side of things, if you want to scale your, you know, your your company, you know, you you want to be able to do it in a way that you could sustain it. And if you're constantly just trying to bring people in with no set order and no set, you know, understanding of how everything is going to be manageable, what ultimately ends up happening is that you sometimes get too successful for your own good and you can't sustain that. And then you run into other problems. You know what I mean? And so for anyone who's looking to build a sustainable model for success, you have to be mindful and thoughtful through step-by-step process, like kind of like you're building a puzzle of like, okay, well, you know, I'm getting these pieces done. And once that's done, then I'm going to go through those next round of pieces. And you kind of just like keep building into it to keep building and growing. And before you know it, like you have, you have a successful, wealthy, sustainable business, whether you're a one person show who, you know, who's running, you know, a, you know, who has a coaching career or, a, you know, or you're a content writer or you're a, you know, it doesn't matter what to a company with 50, a hundred, you know, 500 um, employees. Like it totally, it's, it's the, your model is the same. Your approach is the same, um, you know, and your sustainability all reflects on your opportunity to, you know, to, to build that in a way that makes sense for you. Yeah, that's really good. I talk a lot about what I call LPV, lifetime profitable value. And Mm -hmm. when you build your brand, like you're talking about what you do is you create this long-term relationship with customers. So you're not always finding the next new guy to keep going. You know, a lot, a lot of businesses are always looking for the next sale because Mm -hmm. the sale previous, they feel they're done with them or they yeah. don't have the offering, they don't have a, again, back to the word connection, back a connection with them that's going to make them stay around, want more, be asking for more with money in their hands, so to speak. So it's yeah. really important to understand like what you're talking about there 
um, is a big tenant in business. You know, it's lifetime profitable sure. value. What sure. are they awesome. worth to you over the whole um, the whole relationship? Yeah, and and on that note, also not to forget that it's much cheaper to retain to retain a customer than it is to purchase a new one. So if you have a good client base and it's working for you, right? Don't forget about that client base. Still invest in them as you know, as as ambassadors, as 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 consumers, uh, because they're going. You know, if they're happy, they're going to keep with you again and again and again. Yeah, I think also one other point on that same thing too is that's part of the value of your business, right? When it may become time to exit, when they see they've got a, you have a thriving list of customers who have bought repeatedly because of the company culture and the brand and everything you offer. And you're able to literally, you know, you know, you know, print money when you want by sending an email, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's a really powerful, uh, attractive asset to a business. hundred percent. It is hundred percent. That's great. Um, so in the, in the realm of marketing, because you're the you're really, you know, doing the branding and stuff too. It's, it's kind of interesting. Again, what I see going back to, you know, there's people post ads and do this and this. And I have found through talking to different marketers, good ones, bad ones, dealing with, I've probably melt, I've dealt with more bad marketers than I've dealt with good marketers. Okay. I, <laughs> Just, I, unfortunately, that's the reality, but that's okay. Yeah. You know, look, yeah. Everyone's, yeah, everyone's got a place to, you know, that they need to start from and learn from. So that's okay. Right. And it's, and it's, you know, the world of the internet and everything else and everyone's a marketer and you don't, you know, but that's okay because I learned a lot. Okay. And I learned more from my failures and my successes, but at the same time, when I'm, because I'm doing the same thing, I'm looking, I'm looking for that, you know, that cohesive plan, someone who gets the company, you know, cause I'm really repelled by people who just come in and tell me that, Oh, your stuff's all wrong. We got to do it all again. And it's going to cost you X amount of dollars, this and this and this. And all they're really yeah. doing is pushing the front, the front end sale. You know, right. they don't, they don't care about your business. They don't care about your brand. They don't care about your mission. You know, they want right. to do it their way and you know, you'll, you might get results. So um, that's been my experience often more right. times than not. Well, also keep in mind is that if someone's entrusting us to work with them, we have to be able to represent their brand in the way that they would themselves. Because otherwise, what good are we? You know what I mean? Like we we're not here to we're not here to you know to confuse people with who your brand is. We're here to help streamline what your brand means. Maybe you know change it, update it. That's fine. But if we as as a partner for you cannot represent your brand in the way that you want it to be represented through our you know our our solutions and our services, we're doing something wrong. You know. And so, you know, and that's, that's a big challenge for marketers out there to be able to make sure that the work that they do is in line with the company that you're representing, because otherwise you're going to confuse a lot of people and make a lot of people really not happy. Yeah, I think that's part of the uniqueness of what you guys do, Aaron, because really it is a, you want someone to believe in your mission, right? Every marketer, you know, you, anyone, you want anyone you talk to, right. To like, love what you do, right. You want it. Yeah. You're excited about it as I'm a, I'm a founder and owner, CEO, whatever. And you're sharing this with me. You want people to, I want to create raving fans, you know, with everyone right. I talk to, I want them to understand my mission. So if you can get a marketer, um, like you said, a brand awareness people, and you're going to develop this stuff that are on that, you, you literally can feel, Hey man, we're going, we're going into this together. You know, we're going right. to build this brand. There's, there's a lot more energy, a lot more excitement 
going forward, there, there's probably a lot more uh, communication because a lot of times yeah. there can be a lack of communication between the business and the marketer, you know, yeah. because one guy's just kind of punching a ticket and you know what I mean? So, but when you're, when yeah. you get on that same page, it's, it's really pretty awesome. Yeah. A hundred percent. And on that same note is that, um, is that also we don't accept every every client that you know that that approaches us, um, and that's kind of on purpose. And because th- in some regards, right, you want to be able to know that if I'm representing you, your business, um, that we can do it in the way that it needs to be done. And there's often a lot of red flags that are raised for a whole variety of different reasons. But if you are not uh, confident with your ability to work with this company, number one, and then number two, to promote them and represent them in the way that they need, you should not, you should not do that. You're just going to mess yourself over and you're going to mess them over. And what's it worth to you? A few months, you know, salary of, you know, of protection and then, and then what, you know what I mean? So, you know, that's a big challenge. And honestly, like it puts you at a, at a, in a position as well to say, of um, authority, right? When you, it's a funny thing to say, but when you start saying no to people, it kind of, you know, it kind of gives people a better impression that, well, if I'm saying no, it's because, you know, for whatever reason, this is not going to work. That means the people that we do work and the companies that we do work with, we're not only are we going to, are we going to do okay, but we're going to thrive and we're going to succeed like crazy. Um, you know, and that it, it, it makes a difference. Yeah. I was, you beat me to it. I was going to say exactly what you did. There's a lot of power in saying no. Okay. <laughs> and it's, and it, it takes a business a lot, especially new businesses. It takes a while to get that confidence, yeah. you know, and that, that focus to be able to know who's not the right client, Correct. you know, cause, but, cause there's usually not enough money in the world. <laughs> okay, that, <laughs> It makes it worth having the wrong client. Okay. You, no, you pay them double just to take it all back. You know what I, mean? I know. Right. Well, but I get a lot of practice with my kids. You know, they ask me, Hey daddy, can I, no, can I, you know, can I do this? No. Can I, do, you know what I mean? And so like, I get a lot of practice with them. So it really helps me, you know, apply that into the business world a little bit better. Yeah, they, I wanted to say, say you get like 180,000 no's by the time you're like 18 or something. You know, you so it's like, you know, that's, I try to like, I do it with my kids. I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to, I love their sales approach. They're asking. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of force them to come with me with a new pitch. Go work on it. Come back. I'm going to give you a maybe, but you got to work on the pitch. You know, because I, I don't want to, do I don't want to squash their sales ability. I, you know, I used to do that in my, in my previous professional positions. Um, so I used to work a lot with um, organizations and students and administration and people would come to me all the time with, you know, with questions and approaches and, you know, uh, you know, things that they wanted to partner on or whatever it is. And it was a learning environment, right? So you can't just be like, no, go away. You know, you can't do that. So instead, what you say is you, you you learn to say, okay, I hear what you're saying, but you're, but this, how you're presenting to me now is not going to work. So go back, think about how you want to present it to me and present and come to me with a different approach, you know, in order to see how I might, you know, how I might be enticed to be able to say, okay, let's, let's try this, you know, and I love getting 
getting people to think through, you know, through their own process and being able to, you know, like on a personal note, you know what I mean? I, you know, like, I think there's a lot of creativity out there. People have a lot of great ideas, but their, their approach often is like either miss, you know, misled or, or, or premature. So you just got to, you got to give them the opportunity to reflect and say, okay, let me, let me see how I can do it better right? Because if, if I'm really passionate about it, so I, you know, I'm going to push for it. Um, but if I get the no, the question becomes is, well, how do I, how do I turn that no into a yes? You know, and there's, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of work in, um, into that. Yeah, it's a, it's important to, what you said is really important here, because I do it too. And I, because you can, like you said, you could just say no and go away. All right. But even when I have people pitching me, you know, whether it's for, you know, marketing for another aspect of a business, they want to offer me a service, or they want to be on my podcast, you know, things like that. I don't just mm-hmm. say no, thank you. I'm like, right. well, listen, here's what you did. I just, I, I just do this because I wish someone would help me, I would have been even further along. But, you know, and I, I give them the reasons why I, you know, I'm not impressed, you know, right. or I, I'm not going to do this. And this is why and maybe if you, you know, Work on your yeah. pitch a little more if you had a better, you know, it's, it's that old, don't walk up to someone in a bar you just met and ask them to marry you, right? Because right. that's, that's the problem out there, right? They just want to come slap you with a sale. Right. They don't want to get to know you, you know, so Correct. that's, that's and, kind of the technique. Right. And also, you're, I, I know it's weird to say, but it's actually helpful for someone when you give them a reason of why you're saying no. You know what I mean? It's like, if, 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 if I'm trying to pitch something and I keep getting no all the time, right? I don't know why you're saying no. So I'm just going to keep, you know, I'm just going to keep going out there with the same reason, right? With the same thing, but I'm not going to see any change because clearly something in my approach is wrong, right? And so if you're in a position to tell someone and say, okay, look, I hear what you're saying, but he, there's issues in ha- in what your approach is and how you're presenting it. If you were to do a few different things or, you know, say something different or say it like this, or, you know, come to me with that or d- whatever it happens to be, um, you're, you're, you're helping, you know what I mean? And some people are like, no, no, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to tell them what they're doing is bad. No, you're not telling them what's bad. Obviously you don't want to be a jerk about it, you know, but um, you know, but you're not telling them what's bad. You're really doing them a, a favor by giving them the understanding as of why something is not working in order to help them, you know, make it work. Right. Because they're not going to be any worse off if they keep running into these stone walls on these nose, you know, Hey, give it something else a shot. It's like, you know, I don't know, use a sports analogy, anything, you know, how you throw a football, how you, how you, you swing a bat against a pitch. If someone doesn't give you a pointer, you know, to hit a curveball or whatever you may, you're going to keep missing. Right. So right. it's, that's what coaches are for. Right. So it's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of my, my makeup and build what I do anyway. So, you know, and I, again, I'm not mis- being Mr. Know everything, but like, man, you gotta, you know, you got, cause I've had some pretty, you know, some pretty awful pitches, you know, right. you know, given to me for things. I'm just like, really? Like, I go, man, you need a little help, man. I'm going to help you with this, <laughs> you know? And I just like, let me, you know, and, and you do feel like, Hey, I'm not talking down to you. I said, literally, man, this is a learning experience for both of us, right? You know, because I got to learn how to take it and then, you know, kind of pitch it back here and it all, it all works. So it's, it's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and if you're in a position to be able to offer it, it's kind of your obligation to do it. You know what I mean? Like if you're holding back information, helpful 
information that could help someone make a difference in their business and the starting of their business and the growth of their business, and you you know what you can offer them and you don't tell them, so then you're 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 actually doing a you know that's you're doing a disservice for yourself and for them and it's kind of it's kind of your your role at least the way that I see it it's kind of your role to be able to help that you know pay it forward in that regard right. to facilitate someone else's success right because it, it, giving always comes back okay so you you can give that stuff because you'd be amazed what happens like you help that person out give them some pointers they go out it works all of a sudden you see them they might talk to you again and next thing you know they're on your staff yeah. You know, it's like, they're like, wow, you really helped me. And you really, you know, I love what you're doing. And all of a sudden you get now, now you got a coachable, trainable guy who wants yeah. to listen and you've, you've yeah, got this great but, asset, you know, so it's good things. It's always Yeah. But things. yeah, but look, it's my personal belief that it's not about, look, I'm going to give because I want to know what I'm going to get out of it. You know, that's not my, that's not my approach and why I do things. I, you know, I genuinely try to help people out when I can, because like you said, like if you're in a position to be able to do it, then you should because um, because there's so much opportunity out there and there's and there's so much struggling right that if you if you can do it like it's you know and just just for the sake of it right because the more good that we share around into these you know into the business world into the professional side of things the more good gets embedded in the overall culture no matter what you're doing where you're doing and how you're doing it so for me, it's just a personal belief of just saying, no, no, I'm happy to help when I can, where I can, um, you know, because that's just, you know, that's just the right thing to do. Yeah, that, uh, that's where I'm at, too. I just you do it for the industry. Yeah. Right. Because you're in the industry. And it's like, man, I like to elevate. I mean, that's why I coach. I want to elevate businesses. So you're exactly right. And I did mean exactly. I don't mean I, you know, geez, I'll give no, you this. Now. What am I going to get? <laughs> you know, that's that's never my intention. You know, I, I give a whole lot of stuff away. So right. uh, but but I do. My, my biggest joy is watching other people succeed. Love That's it. why I do what I do, you know, and it's just, and that, and whatever that takes, whatever right. level, because everyone's at a different place and it's so important to help them there. And I think that goes back to your, um, your business itself and the marketing, the branding solutions. I like the solutions aspect because as entrepreneurs, we're all problem solvers. We have to be, that's what our businesses are for. That's usually our makeup is a big part of that is problem solving that when you go in to create solutions, Okay, for people instead of ads, right? Yep. You got. I'm going to create ads for you, and so I'm going to create solutions. Again, you're you're appealing to a different um, a different a different part of the company, a different part of the of the owner of the founders, right? I mean, you you re, it's it's a caring level. Okay, there's caring. Creating a solution is is a is a means of caring, right? Right. It's a, it's a way of showing that, like, look, we want to fix the problem. You know, it's like I don't want. You know, I don't want a pill for my headache. I want to what's causing the headache, right? If you can fix right. what's causing the headache, I'm not going to have to keep taking these pills. You know, so that's, right. I'm always looking for the solution. I love that. That's great. Awesome. What else, what else um, along the marketing lines, um, as you build these brands and these solutions and you're going, as you elevate these companies, uh, I'm sure there's a number of stages that you go through, right? Because you can, again, you said you can go with a solopreneur, the people with 500, a thousand employees and up and whatever the case. So what, mm -hmm. I know you come in first and you're kind of figuring out the mission, right? What's the mission? What are they about and everything else? What's kind of step two after you get that dialed in? The step two is communication, right? After you understand what it is that you want 
from people, right? And the first two questions I always ask is, what do you want your audience to know? And what do you want your audience to do, right? And as soon as we can come up with the answers to those questions, the second stage is communication. How are we going to present that information and where, right, to the people who need to see it in a way that they could internalize it? Okay, and that's and there that comes to understanding what platforms you have um, access to, what individuals and people you have access to, what you know how you know, and then really about like how you want to present that. Am I going to you know? Am I going to invest in a video strategy? Am I going to invest in a written strategy? Am I going to invest in an online strategy or an offline strategy? Right? Am I the type of business that will you know that takes our services and products to the people? Right. Am I, you know, are we going to events? Obviously now it's less, a little bit more challenging, but, you know, are we, you know, are we in-person kind of people or are we, you know, mass producing our message in a very particular kind of way? So step two really comes down to is your communication. How are you presenting your information in a way that people understand, you know, that understand you and that they can easily take an action to get more involved with you, right? And so the the two parts to that is being able to share the inf the 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 messaging in a way that works for you, but also making sure that it's your audience is internalizing it in a way that makes sense to them. And that's and that's not easy, right? That part isn't easy. And a really good brand, right? A smart brand knows that when they're creating messaging, it's not about them as a company. Their messaging is all about their consumer, right? And so the big mistake that a lot of brands make is they get there and they talk about themselves. We're so great, you should buy from us because we do this and we do that and look at us and blah, 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 right? All those things. But, right, you're there, you, you're, it's just you. You're talking about you and you, the companies that tend to, you know, that tend to not really understand who their audience is or what they want from them, that's how they approach. They approach it all about, well, look at us, we're so great. How how would you not want to work with us, right? A smart brand, a really smart brand will be able to say, I'm going to present my brand to you, my consumer, in a way that you can see yourself in our brand, you can see yourself using our products. You can see yourself using our services. You can see yourself in our story. And just being able to position the messaging for the consumer, it's not about me, it's about the consumer, the more that you're gonna find that you're gonna, you're gonna find success in a much easier, much more sustainable way than the people, than the brands that are only talking about themselves, why we're so good. So the yeah, second stage, yeah, so that second stage is effective communication. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I liken it to what I teach a lot to is features and benefits. You know, what you're talking about, the, the ones who care about themselves are talking about their features. Yep. The ones who care about the others are the benefits, you know, yep. and it's that's that personal, it's solving the issues, the problems, the self-esteem, however you want to do it, all the, you know, how you build the value with the people. It's always about the benefits and not the features. Features are cool. 
and therefore your eggheads who are really in the geeks, you know, <laughs> understand it, but it's not really <laughs> what they're buying. You know what I mean? It's right. it comes down to, it's going to be that, you know, about them. So that's, that's a really good, that's a really good uh, point there. Um, all right. We're going to step three. You've got that. Now, now where do we go? <laughs> so now, so now the customer it has internalized the message and now the, the consumer is getting into your sales process. So now the, now the question becomes is now, okay, now once the, the consumer raised their hand, so to speak, and said, okay, I'm interested, uh, you know, now, you know, here I am, I'm filling out a form on your landing page, I'm, you know, giving you my phone number, I'm trying the demo, I'm reading the this, you know, okay, so now that the consumer has done that, now the third stage is how do you now help that consumer through the process, right? Through the closing process, right? From point of introduction to close, right? And that's, and that's also a very, a very important part of the, of the process is how do you keep that, that consumer interested and understanding that, no, no, I need this, right? How do you give them the value, right? And it really also depends on this, the the time frame of what your closing process looks like, right? So some SaaS companies will say, "Look, we want to we want you to try out our service for two weeks or for a month for free, right? And get used to it, right? So you know that you have at least a month, at least from point of introduction before you can even think about closing." Right, because you gave that you gave your consumer the time frame, right? And so the question now becomes: Is okay now during that time frame, what are you doing to help secure the value of your of your product to make sure so that once that you know that time limit's up, they have no choice but to close, right? But then you have other businesses where your closing rate, your closing process is a day or an hour or, or, you know, or, or three days, right. Depending on, you know, on, you know, what decisions have to be made and what thought processes have to get, you know, have to get, you know, uh, considered. So the, the, the third step is once the consumer steps into your store, so to speak, once they raise their hand and they say, okay, I'm here, you know, now what you have to make sure that your closing process with them is valuable, is efficient, and is pleasurable, right? You want it to be easy for them and you want them to feel good about it because this is still part of your brand as a business and this is still part, and they are not a customer yet. And if they start to experience frustration before you even close, then you can forget about the close. You're never going to get there because the, you know, the assumption is, well, if this is what it's like before I sign up, then what kind of service and benefit am I even going to get after I sign up? Let me think twice about this. Let me think about what other companies are offering a similar type of, of, of solution for me. And let me, and let me now I'm going to do some price shopping or do some comparison shopping, right? Where before I was like all gung ho and excited. Now I'm like, you know, I'm, exploring what other um, um, options I have. So that process, getting them in the door and getting them to close is a super valuable and kind of under, um, under 
uh, appreciated part of your process for a lot of businesses because they think, oh, you're already here. You must want to, you know, to close with me. No, that's not true. I don't necessarily want to close with you. You got me interested to say, oh, this this looks interesting for me. How do I know that this is the that that I'm going to benefit from this product or service? Um, now that they're here, now you have to get them into that closing part. Yeah, I think people need to. Uh, I, I think the stats like cart abandonment is like at seventy some percent. Yeah. So they they're literally ready to hit the pay now button. They've even yeah. filled out all their information and they bail. Yeah. You know, so if you think if like with everything you just said, you think, well, I got to figure out, you know, yeah, they're excited. But even if that's a, even that's a, a three and a half minute ordeal, right. They could go from super excited at, you know, two seconds in yeah. to, to bail in at three minutes and 28 seconds. A hundred percent. But also what, you know, you forget about that price point matters in the decision, right? Because if you're buying something that costs 10 bucks, okay, so my decision process and the closing process is usually relatively quickly. But if I'm a business and I'm buying a solution from you because you're a, B, you know, your, your business sells B2B solutions and I'm a customer for you, but buying it is an investment of, you know, 300,000 bucks, I'm going to think, you know, like my, I'm not going to buy that in, in 20 minutes, and so, you know, I mean, and so depending on your price point as a business will also impact your, your closing rate and timelines for a successful close. And so you have to be able to scale and you have to be able to, uh, you know, to step them, to walk them through in a way where they're, where that client, where that prospect, that lead is always seeing the value and always appreciating the benefit of 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 your sale, and yes. they'll t- and, and they'll make it work if they can. You know what I mean? Like if they can make it work and they want it, they'll do it. But the you know, but the longer the the thought process is to the close, the harder you know the the harder it's going to be to to secure that you know that that uh, consumer. Yeah, agreed. I think it's it is that that journey, whether that's three months to make the half a million dollar decision, or it's, yeah. you know, three minutes to make the $22 50 cent decision with free shipping, yeah. you know what I mean? What, whatever it is, but I think it's important to understand, like you're saying, to understand that journey, what, what value, what, what steps can you build in that process? Right. How right. do you just keep them, keep them engaged, right? Keep them on the hook, so to speak, and keep adding more to it in a way that's not, you know, this doesn't devalue what you're giving them, but it actually builds up to it and it really keeps them engaged. That's a that's a challenge, especially with yeah. a longer term, you know, sales cycle. Yeah, and we found that um, we found that the best way to secure that close that close rate is to just keep the transparency open. Let them know how you feel on your side. Also, let them know right how things are are working. Be honest and open about their process and experiences, get them to be honest with you back, right? Because, you know, this comes back to, you know, an earlier point that you made is that if you don't know how, what I'm thinking, I'm going to keep approaching in the same way. But if you start to express concerns for me, 
right? So then I know how to address those concerns in a viable way that could help our, 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 our close happen better, right? So transparency is super, super important within that process to make the consumer you know, really feel like they're in good hands and that this is the right solution for them that they, that they could achieve. And then obviously the last part is that once, once they close, right, don't ever take for granted your customers. Don't ever take for granted that, oh, they're, okay, they bought in, now, now they're going to stay. No, that's not true. They're not going to stay, right? And so the last part of this, of this walking through process is now that they're on board, how do we keep them on board? Right. And how do we keep them on board in a way that's, you know, that works for all sides of us. Right. Uh, that keeps them happy. That keeps us happy. Right. Can we upsell them or do we not have to upsell them? But how do we make sure that we continue receiving their business? Because as we said, it's much cheaper to retain business than it is to buy new business. And if you have people already in your door who are happy to pay you for your product or your service, so then it's your responsibility as a, as, a, as a smart brand to keep those customers engaged and happy. And then, you know, and your business is just going to continue to scale and to, you know, be, be, to be sustaining and successful. Yeah, that, that's really important. You know, and it goes back to just before that, you know, keeping them there. Same thing. You can't also, a lot of times what happens in that, in those longer sales cycles is they get ignored. People are like, well, they're waiting to make a decision and they don't keep the engagement through that process. Part of your transparency has to be the communication aspect and let them know, you know what I mean? Because a lot of guys will just, well, we're just waiting for them to make a decision. And you can't, you're not in there knocking down their door at the same time, but you still have to maintain the communication, maintain the interest level, the interest level in their business. You know, just like afterwards, right? You, you want to stay right. interested in your client. You know, again, you're there solving their problems. You're creating solutions. You're delivering product or service, and it's really important that people understand that you have to maintain that engagement. You know, and that's right. what gives you that longevity. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. And then I'm going to tell you the last one we're going to do. You're going to just rinse and repeat, right? And then we scale. Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Let's let, let's do that. <laughs> yeah. So just do it again and again and again, and pretty soon we're a gazillion dollars and everyone's happy. So, yeah, it's easy. Everybody's doing it, you know. So that's it. It's it's that simple, of course. It's that simple. Yeah. So it's but you know, in general, it's you know, once you get a system that works, now here's the beauty of marketing is things work and there's principles. Like we basically I think what we really covered today, Aaron, is is principles, right? I yep. think you have a you're a very principled uh, marketer. Right. There's there's principles you stick to, like in business, there's basic business principles. If you don't adhere to them, well, you may struggle to get good business, keep good business, and all kinds of other ramifications from that not right. being you know, ethical, et cetera. But uh, what I see is when you've got the, the building blocks and you've got the principles and these foundational things that you have, um, you are able to scale, right? The scaling becomes less, it becomes less effort, right? Because you've got something that works. Now, you know, yep. you, you've put these found, the foundation in place, it's working and you can repeat right now we're going to expand the reach and we're going to go from there and then you bring in new products and you have this open receiving customer base and it does make growing your business a little bit easier 100 percent. look i'll you know i'll give you a very interesting example we once ran a 
we once ran a campaign for a, a political party, right? And I'm not here to talk politics, so it doesn't make a difference, you know, who 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 is the card here. But we um, the goal of the the goal of our campaign was to represent this this party and to encourage people to vote, right? For you know, ultimately for this you know for for this party. And we found, you know, so we prepared this whole strategy and we were, here's how we're going to do it and here's who we're going to engage with and who are the influencers we're going to be talking to. And, you know, here are the way that people get, you know, all these things. And we started working and we found out super quickly that we had a bigger problem, right? Is that people forget about, you know, forget about the, the issues, forget about, you know, the party. People didn't understand what the vote that they were supposed to be a part of was all about. They didn't understand how it impacted them, right? And so we had we had started by creating this whole strategy about getting people, you know, getting the word out and letting people know. But we had to we had to quickly retract and 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 pivot because we had to change our strategy to help people understand the circumstances first. We had to get them to understand the stories. We had to get them to appreciate like, you know, how it's how it matters to them. And then, you know, and only after they were able to internalize and only after they were able to, you know, to get to that part, then we were able to then go back to, you know, to the second part of that strategy and getting them, you know, to vote, getting them to, you know, to to sign up. Um, and th the pivot is and you know is an important part of 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 strategy because your audience is flexible and they change and if you realize that what you're doing isn't working you have to be able to say okay stop let's reassess let's understand what the issue is and fix it because otherwise you're just you're just going to be you know you're just going to be doing the same thing and you're not going to get the result that, that, that you want to do. Um, you know, and that's, and that's an important part also, you know, is to never get caught up on your own, uh, on your own ego to be able to say, no, no, we can, you know, it's time to, it's time to, you know, reassess and, and, and improve upon the process that, that we're doing about because marketing is not perfect, right? There's, there's a great, right. There's a great, uh, there's a great line out there that says, you know, 50% of my marketing is effective, but I don't know which 50, you know? And so, um, and so you're never going to have a home run all the time, but a good investment, right, with a marketing team, whether you're working internal with your internal team or with an agency, right, uh, third party, um, the the benefit um, that sorry, the um, you have to be able to say it's not about me. It's really about the process and the value that we're looking for. And if something's not working, you have to be able to say, OK, let's let's fix it. Right. Let's fix it and let's improve it and let's make it be better because otherwise you're just going to screw everyone over and then no one's going to be happy. And then you're not and your campaign is not going to be successful either. You know, yeah, it's important to understand that there, there there's always that aspect of tweaking and adjustment involved. And it's there is no set it and forget it, as I always tell people, it doesn't work that way. I wish it did. You know, I wish you could give me the one, the one strategy that I can run with for ten years and then exit my company. Or, you well, know, me, and everything's well, good. Let me tell you something. Well, let let me just let me rephrase that for you a little bit. There are opportunities to set it and forget it, but those companies are always going to hover around the same place they always are. 
They're not going to grow. They might not get smaller, but they're just going to hover. So if you're happy with the hover, so then no problem. Do that because you might have other things going on in your life that you want to pay attention to, you want to focus on, that you want to do. And so if you're happy with where you are and how it's working, okay, so then no problem. But if you are in a business that you care about the growth and you will need to see it get to that next level, then setting and forgetting it is not an option. And, and you have yeah, to be able to see the difference. Yeah, I, I'm not a maintenance guy. I'm not maintaining any level kind of person. So <laughs> I'm, I, I can assure you that anyone who's, knows me or deals with me is not on, in the maintenance mode okay so you know so i'm glad it's out there i'm glad you brought it up those strategies for those for the mediocre okay but we don't do mediocre so i'm just saying that you know don't come to me for no, mediocre stuff that's fine I'm, I'm just saying that you got to be honest with yourself you know what i mean you gotta you gotta be if you're not honest with yourself who can you be honest with and you need to know what what you want, right? And if you are in that set it and forget it hovering mode, then you can't complain that you're not being successful. And you know, and so, and so, you, it's just a matter of of self um, self um, reflection, of you know, of of you know, being honest with, well, what am I doing? Am I really taking the steps that I need? to grow my business? Am I really taking that active involvement? Am I, you know, am I being honest with the process that I'm being a part of? And yeah, that's most, that. Yeah. yeah we we spent a lot. Yeah. No, I was going to say that's, that's a big thing that we do at ETOP too, is because you need to define that for yourself. Right. You know, it's really, really important. And, and like I said, in the beginning, when you said, you you have to find that out anyways. So you're going to know right. when your first discovery call, right? Yep. <laughs> and, and, and where these people add on this and what they're looking for, you know, and those are going to, those might be no's for you, you know, right. because that's not, you know, it's, it's not going to fit your strategies and what you want to do for companies. You know, there's, there's companies out there that want to grow, you know, and that's, that's who I help, right? It's a lot of people who are, they are content. They get yep. through next Friday, they get through next month and they're good and they're happy. God bless them. I love it. You know, that's okay. I mean, yeah. not, I'm, I, I can't help them. They're not going to come right. to me anyways, cause they're good to go. You know? So right. I, you know, again, I have to niche, I have to niche my clientele as well uh, for these people who want to achieve more, you know, but how to do it and in a systematic way and all that good stuff. So it's, it's powerful. Yeah. A lot of great points here. And man, this has really been good. You've just kind of hit on, I loved all the steps and everything else and that there is a process, you know, cause we always, systems and processes and and your business whether you're you know you and branding and marketing you know my people me roofing exteriors construction carpet clean whatever service business see there's there's all these similarities because again it's it's business principles and foundational stuff you need to understand and they and they do transpire between businesses right so it's a good way to understand once you understand these that's why i love having guests like you on because you can kind of open the world of marketing, branding, and these solutions to people who are, you know, we don't get a lot of exposure to that. You know, it's one of the great right. things of podcasts. You know, we're able to bring experts like you um, on, share all this stuff, and people start to have an educated decision-making process now, Yeah, right? They get to hear different experts and everything else, and they start to get a real good feeling for it. Again, they don't have to right. be the expert in marketing, but at least they know when someone's, you know, when they can have the BS filter, right. on, so to speak, you know? No, for sure. And also, now look, we, right, our company works with 
global companies, okay? Um, but that being said is you don't need to spend a hundred grand to have a successful marketing strategy, you know? And so even for the small businesses, even for the individual entrepreneurs, even for the one or two man teams, you know, for uh, businesses of small businesses, there's a lot that you can do to maximize your marketing efforts, right? Without spending a lot of money. Um, and what you just need to do is you just need to think through these two important questions. What do I want my audience to know and what do I want them to do? And then once you're able to answer those questions, you need to assess the resources that you have access to in order to be able to facilitate the solution to those answers. And, there, and you'll be surprised what you can do on a shoestring budget. You really will. Um, and so what I really want to say is that, um, especially for, you know, for um, um, SMBs, for, for entrepreneurs, don't be discouraged. Um, and you, there's, you know, don't think that if I have, you know, I have to spend a hundred grand in order to be able to, you know, to be successful. That's not true. Worry about scaling your business in a way that you could sustain it. Be mindful about your about your process and and apply it in a way that makes sense. And I promise you that you'll you'll also find the success that you're striving for as you continue to grow and scale your your businesses too. Yeah, that's a great that's a great piece of advice because it, it is very true. I mean, people do it on very little. You know, it's just like you said, just those those two questions. You know, understand that. Understand that. And I think there's just a lot of power in those two questions that you say, you know, you just, that's, that's what it's about. So make, make sure that's, that's a big takeaway from this. So Aaron, it's been awesome having you on. I really appreciate the time and this has been great. I want to give you a chance if people want to connect, if they want to follow you, you know, maybe they need need your services, whatever the case, give out a little bit of a a way to connect them. I'll put it in the show notes and everything else too. So go ahead. Sure. Fabulous. So, and obviously anyone can find me on LinkedIn. I spell my name a little bit differently. I like to think of it as um, eccentric. Um, I spell my name A-H-R-O-N, but you can definitely find me on LinkedIn or you can check us up um, online. Our our website is executivemedia.co. Um, and, uh, you know, and feel free to either reach out to us through our website or through me personally, and someone, uh, will be happy to, uh, to be in touch with you. Um, and what I encourage everyone is that, um, is look, look, any business owner, any, any business representative, any leader has a lot of questions and they don't always know who they can turn to for support. Um, and so, you know, uh, we're always available to answer questions and to guide and to, you know, to help. So if you do have, you know, questions you want to know, if you have, you know, if you need a quick consultation or anything along those lines, I'm happy to offer your, uh, your, your followers a, you know, a free consultation on their business, a free understanding about, you know, strategy development or anything along those lines in order to help get them to that next that next stage. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate Aaron. Yeah, that's, that's Pleasure. great. Again, I'll, I'll put this stuff in the show notes. So people can grab those. And uh, I, again, thank you for the time. This has been super informative. Uh, that's what I love bringing again, value, you know, bring something that people can use. You know, a great conversation, great information. It just makes it real pleasurable. <laughs> just a really, really fun time as always. Likewise. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. It was great. All right. You bet. Thank you. Take care.
Thank you for listening to the ETOP Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you liked what you've heard, please leave a great review for us. Your subscription and review helps us reach more people so we can show them how to escape the owner prison. Also, check out the links in the show notes about today's guests and more ways to connect with ETOP on social media. Stay strong and keep moving forward with your business.